exercise. Lauren is uh, doing her shift at her store, Bunch, on, uh, in Fort City. Shane has the office next door. It's wonderful. They've, uh, had, he was able to create a little business office for himself, one of many that he's set up over the years. And uh, But next door is a tiny little shop, just selling very cool things. And uh, it's called Bunch, and uh, that's what Lauren is doing now. And uh, they have a dog who I've posted pictures of, and two cats. And I'm with my favorite cat now. Shane kindly brought him up to me. This is Perna. Um, and Perna is just the most affectionate cat. He purrs and drools and sheds fur, but... Uh, We'll just take, you know, stroking and rubbing and petting for forever. And uh, I'll drool all over you and make these wonderful sounds. So that's kind of a nice way to spend a little bit of the afternoon. Um, they started off, uh, I guess, coffee, just greeting everybody here. This is the Saturday morning. And then we met at, uh, my God, I'm not going to remember the name of the place without looking it up. Uh, maybe the Walker Grill, Walkerville Grill, baby. Place I've been to many times. I'll correct it later, but I don't want to look now. And, uh, God, I had a fantastic breakfast. Uh, an omelette of um, Swiss cheese and spinach. And it's been at least a couple of years since I've been here. And the last time I would have had that same omelette, but with feta cheese instead. I'm glad I went for the Swiss cheese this time. Delicious. With your usual home fries and toast. Uh, 
then breakfast was with Shane and Tom. And then um, we drove to Ford City, where uh, Shane is the uh, Better Business Bureau, or the Ford City Business Bureau Manager or President or something, you know, to help with the development. And it is incredible since the last time I was here to see how many buildings have been bought and are in the process of being fixed up and new businesses opening. And if this is going to be a happening place. This is going to be a tourist destination that's already got, you know, the cantina, which is a building that Sheen bought. The main floor is the cantina for tapas and just great food and uh, office upstairs, which he now rents out. And uh, just so many others. You know, I'm sorry, I, I could have done a walking tour and commented on each building, but that's not my style. I'm just sort of going for the overall flavor. So it was a very good, healthy, long walk. The length of, uh, I guess, Droulard. Droulard, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. D-R-O-U-I-L-L-A-R-D. And uh, this was an area, and there's a lot of wall murals. And at one end, uh, the International Tavern, I guess, which is a real dive, the kind of place... You'd see in Point St. Charles, Montreal in the old days. Uh, so still some character. And at the other end is Brown's, a bar I've been to. And uh, we'll probably visit at least one of those tonight. I have to go to the Fog Lounge yet. That's like a, a pilgrimage you make when you come to uh, Windsor. <sighs> so I arrived yesterday. Tom picked me up at the... Uh, at the train station. It was a very nice train ride. Go go train from my house. So I'd drop me off. And then uh, kill a little bit of time. And then uh, kindly led on to the train early because of my cane. And uh, very comfortable ride to Windsor. Listen to a few podcasts. And then uh, Tom picked me up back to his house. Tom now owns a house. In a nice little area near the water and uh, by a park. And that's where uh, his children, three children, spent most of their time. And then from there we went to another bar whose name I can't remember now. I think it was, I don't know. Gosh. We just passed it. I, I have the brain, that part of the brain just doesn't, it just doesn't process information. But I've, I would have tweeted and, uh, you know, let you know already. I could look it up if I bothered to get up and get my iPhone, but I don't want to leave. My head is still petting Perno right now. I don't want to leave. Uh, but I had uh, two flights of Alder Draft, and I thought it was great. I thought each one was fantastic. A, a very good pumpkin ale in there, Standard Ales, IPA, Farmhouse Ale, uh, you know, cream ale, the, the works, and they were all excellent. And uh, poutine for uh, basically that took care of dinner. And then things have changed. Like uh, you, coming to Windsor used to be a wild, kind of drunken weekend back in the old days, but everything's changed, you know. She's married, responsible. Tom, Tom's on the wagon. Tom doesn't drink now. 
very much. Spends a lot of time, six days a week, you know, with a uh, fitness guide, fitness guide, and a trainer. And still likes to play basketball and beat the youngsters. So, uh, you know, yeah, we all we all move on. Times change. So it was a, an early night last night, which initially I got to, to be honest, I was quite disappointed. I thought, hey, keep the wind there to have fun. What the hell do to bed at 11 o'clock? But uh, I got over it. The morning made up for it and we were fine and got caught up in all the, the things I wanted to know about their lives. She and the top I have a, a deep interest in uh, both their lives. I mean, it, I mean, I joke about it. I mean, I make it, it, it's funny. But in real life, I care and I'm interested and I feel privileged to know that they'll, uh, you know, share with me what's going on. So that's about it. I had that wonderful walk and toured bunch and looked at some neat things. Bob bought a couple of things and uh, walked off that breakfast, greeted a lot of people, went into a lot of shops. And uh, now it's just time to uh, chill, relax, and uh, well, catch up a little later on. I think, I think I'm just going to get back to... Uh, Lying down here with the cat and uh, enjoying some very peaceful, relaxing, and well-earned after a very, very long walk. Time to uh, time to rest. Scarborough dude signing out from uh, a very different Windsor visit because we're all a little older now and have matured and are leading new lives. Back at you a little later. Bye for now. Okay, I've just got about two minutes. I'm sitting in Shane's car outside the uh, Walkerville Brewery. Beautiful neon sign. Wow, that looks good. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been there many times. Uh, fine place. Anyway, he's gone in to get a pizza to bring back to his house, and he's going to light a little propane fire in the backyard, and we're going to sit around me, Shane, Tom, Lauren. I should put Lauren with... Shane, because collectively they're, they're known as Shoren. Like, they're just one. And uh, we've just come from the International Tavern. First time there, first time there, first time there. So glad. Shane planned the perfect night. And after we go back to Shane and Lauren's place, Shoren's place, for pizza and beer, which Shane has already bought and it's cooling now, after that, Tom... He's open to driving me to the fucking Fog Lounge to catch the DJ and just hang out for a bit. And I'm saying, yeah, oh, yeah. So I don't know if I mentioned we've just come from the uh, 
Tavern, the International Tavern. First time there, first time for The Rock, first time for me. And uh, it is just an old-time bar, you know, those kind of places. There ain't nothing gentrified, yuppie-ish, or, uh, you know, it's just... It's just one of those places that they're a dying breed, you know. The old characters in there hanging out. Wonderful chat with the uh, the barmaid. And uh, I'm I'm grateful. Shane said, yeah, we'll take you there. And I said, hey, Tom didn't even drink. Tom didn't have a drink. We, but we had a couple of pictures of beer, you know, just hang out and chat. I stepped out. I did step out. And that will account for some of what I'm seeing right now. And I had a little toke. And I thought this toke was always this, this stuff. I rolled a, I rolled a J. I had half a J. Half a J, okay? Now, I thought this was only um, the um, CBDs, you know, for your, for your body. Oh, yeah, my back feels a little more relaxed now. But apparently, I don't know what's in there, but uh, I am a little bit high, too. Oh, God. Oh, God. Shane is back with the pizza. Gonna have to end this. Oh, you, would you like a, would you like to hear his voice? Would that be a treat, Shane? I'd like to hear your voice. I'd like you to just say hello. This is Shane Paulvin. I listen to the Dixon James podcast all the time. Marinara, thank you, sir. <laughs> Take care. Yeah. Um, my name is Shane Potvin, and this is the Dixon James podcast. And I love it. I listen all the time. Shane. My name is Shane Potvin. Yes. And yes. this is the Dicks and Janes podcast. And? 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 This is Shane Potvin. Oh, fuck off. Fuck off. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, um, long-time listeners, you all know that um, Shane Potvin plays the um, accordion, well, I won't say professionally, but much, much better than he pretends to do when he's on the Shane uh, and Tom podcast. So, all right, he's, he's warming up now. And what we're going to have here on the Dixon Janes podcast, this is an exclusive, is a solo performance by Shane playing, it's in my face now, the original uh, squeeze box, the one that started it all. I'll, I'll be quiet now. That was all I could afford at this time. Well, that was, that was the only. to have an, on, 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 an encore much longer 
than the original performance. Thank you, Shane Pontvin. Thank you. You're welcome.
this is going to be, um, I'll try and be a quiet voice. Uh, I'm in my, my room here at uh, Shore Ends. Shane is at the dining table uh, working. And I guess Lauren is in the back with Benny, the dog. Uh, I'm horizontal. Just packed my suitcase, just managed to fit everything in. And uh, she'll be dropping me off at the train station this afternoon. One forty-five departure. That's uh, Monday morning, the twenty-fifth of October. And uh, yeah, it's just nice just to lie here and uh, chill for a bit. Had a had a good night last night. I've had a, a the visit, as they always do. Live up to the the hopes and expectations, and yet they're always different. This one was different again. Um, everybody changes, you know, and it's been got almost two years since I've been here. I mean, this is the first post-COVID anyway visit. So uh, yeah, a lot of changes in people's lives, and uh, that's also what keeps it interesting. Getting up to date. Catching up, conducting my therapy. I uh, I pretend both Shane and Tom are my clients, and uh, I get them to talk. I talk to them. They give a little advice, suggestions, a little guidance here and there. And of course, they reject it wholeheartedly, but uh, they play along, so it's uh, it's fun. And uh, as I've said many times, Tom is the harder nut to crack. But uh, I described, I met his uh, girlfriend last night, I guess we could call her that, Kendall, lovely lady. Uh, we hit it off. It was <laughs> it's always nice when you meet somebody for the first time and you're just, uh, you know, I knew about her, she knew about me. Uh, but uh, we made our own judgments and I think we both liked each other. It was a good connection. We met at the Fog. And um, they had a um, jazz quintet maybe, I don't know, combo, playing, uh, you will have heard that if I do things correctly, just before this clip, a little bit of the music and the background talk of the Fog Lounge, uh, and before that, maybe even, or maybe at the end, I don't know when I'm going to put Shane's solo performance on the uh, squeeze box, maybe save that to the end, uh, anyway, um, yeah, good night. It was raining, and uh, good night to be in a bar. I went thinking, oh my God, I don't feel like beer, and then ended up having four pints, which is probably the most I've had in a very, very long time. That had uh, several toots on the uh, jays I rolled for the trip, which, you know, it's they're really nice. You know, I've, other times I've eaten those cookies, and I've gotten a little too high and paranoid and... You know, oh my God, that's too much. And, uh, you know, panicked for a little bit and then eventually settled down. These times are just, it's just a different, it's a much lighter, uh, very pleasant stuff. And, uh, of course, I, I went into full performance mode telling stories. The wonderful thing is we sat on a little table in the back, which was nice and intimate, listening to the band. I could see them from where I was sitting. And... Um, fellow sitting beside Ken says, oh, you got to meet this guy. And he knew, we, we, 
connected in terms that we probably met many years ago when he was just starting out working for Shane when he was selling t-shirts. That's kind of funny. The t-shirt hook is in there again. Uh, back when the uh, Shane worked out of the house, this wonderful old home restaurant that was another part of Windsor history. Uh, anyway, he's up in the Yukon down here uh, working with science to uh, to see if his and his wife can uh, through various procedures have a baby it was quite interesting and uh, very <laughs> a real entrepreneur and winner of uh, one podcast award and he recognized me as winning the community award uh, and uh, so I got to tell my white horse stories <laughs> Of 1975, and all the bars I mentioned, he knew, which was quite funny. And uh, so that was a you know an added bonus. But uh, meeting Kendall, of course, was uh, didn't know it was going to happen, and uh, very glad it did. And um, so, yeah, gosh, what do you say? In normally, I guess I try and be a little bit funny about Windsor, make jokes, and. Uh, but uh, the way I'm feeling now, no, it's just, uh, it's just grateful to have friends I can stay with uh, that take me out. We had a very nice outing to Amherst, uh, Amherstburg, I guess, a historic town right on the Detroit River where there had been battles. There's a fort there, and uh, uh, we went to the uh, Lord Amherst Hotel, which... Oddly enough, I had been to before when I drove one time to Windsor uh, with Sal and went off on a day trip on my own. Very, you know, I, I couldn't even pin it down, but I probably am pretty damn sure I podcasted. Anyway, uh, Shane and Lauren kindly treated me to lunch, and man, was it ever good. Pulled pork sandwich, coleslaw on the side, and soup instead of fries, and it was all those soups, and oh my God. They got it just right. One of these creamy soups. I can't even remember exactly what was in it. It was cheddar, a lot of cheddar in it. It's so nice when you go to a place and the service is great and the food is really top quality and the beer. I posted pictures of the the cowbell beer that we had. Excellent, excellent. So there's so many things. Honestly, there are just so many things Windsor gets right. It it is a... (laughs) A holiday destination. It's just that nobody knows that. People don't think of Windsor in those terms. Just to drive around the streets and look at the architecture. You go through Walkerville, where they, maybe the executives live, the big homes. You can see them in Glebe and Ottawa, only bigger than them. I mean, just some fine homes. And then you get to Ford City, where the workers lived. And, and the, the street Drillard I talked about uh, the other day. That Sheen and so many others are involved in buying up buildings and uh, repurposing them and uh, creating very creative little things. Tom possibly will be uh, developing a uh, a bar arcade. That might be top secret news. I get a lot of inside scoops here that uh, aren't general knowledge, so I don't want to jinx anything. But, uh, uh, you know, things are in the works. There's always something cooking. 
And uh, it's it's just wonderful that each time you come, you walk in, wow, there's more here. There's something happening. It's like taking a part of the city that was getting run down and old, but had a had a history with character. There's a lot of full wall-sized murals telling a little bit about the history of the, the Ford workers or one of the strikes that got settled through arbitration in 1945 during the war for Ford workers. And uh, that was just on the wall of the... Uh, uh, International Tavern, which was another first for me, which I really enjoyed. Finding an old-time, small-town CD bar is just a treat. It's gold. It's gold in my books. So uh, that was fun. So all in all, just a fabulous trip. Good company, lots of good conversations, good food, good drink, new people, and... uh, Uh, just checking to see if <laughs> this thing was recording. I would have been very upset if it wasn't. So, yeah, I think I'll just uh, close down there, and I'll maybe talk about it a little more when I'm home and uh, have a little more of a distant perspective. Right now, it's just kind of quiet. I'm only, the bonus, of course, is animals, meaning Tom's dog, uh, Coco. Just this chocolate lab was just so cute. You know, big all over your face, not well-trained but uh, those are the fun dogs. And uh, then Benny here, who I've met several times before, who's a, a bit naughty, I'm going to say that. Just put it just put it that way, sometimes naughty, but it's, uh, it's clearly a very beloved. Uh, and uh, that's kind of nice, except when he chases the cat. Um, and then the two cats, Misters, it keeps us distance. Misters and I had a little running yesterday. He was able to pry open a cupboard door and climb up on a bag and, and somehow get the bag open. I thought, wow, he's really worked hard. That must be where he, they keep his cat food. So I put my hand in and gave him a few treats. And, of course, he loved them and then jumped back up in the bag. So I got a couple more. And then only later found out those are special treats for Benny and uh, not good for uh, cats. But uh, he worked so hard at it, I felt he had to have it. But Mr.'s... Little skittish keeps his distance much closer to Shane. Like Shane's at the table with his computer. Mistress is plopping down right beside him. Like they're 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 a pair. They're bonded. But uh, I get Mistress. Uh, Shane brings Mistress into me. I mean, not Mistress. Uh, Perna. And uh, it's just absolutely wonderful. You would have heard that cat a little earlier. Just alive with a cat like that, who just absolutely loves good old time purring and butting heads and. Uh, just a lot of love. So I'll end on that note. Been a very interesting visit. Certainly uh, well-timed. And uh, it really couldn't be any better. And again, with the point that it's always different. People's lives moving on. Things have changed. Visions have changed. In some cases, girlfriends have changed. Uh, you know, well, things go on. Things develop. Things grow, and each time you, you dig in, you stick your nose in, and you, you find out about people's lives. And it's interesting, and you care, and uh, they care about mine too. So, on that happy note, Scarborough is signing off from, uh, from a lovely little house in uh, Windsor, Ontario. Bye for now.
We're going to uh, fade that out. We just did. Uh, not sure what it was, but I like it. That is on my uh, standard 88.1. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. A lot of poppy stuff. Um, God, what is it called? I just had this conversation with my son. But anyway, the last thing you want to hear is an old person trying to remember the name of something. Because that would go on for fucking ever. That's just a thing. Indie 88 is what I was trying to come up with. But, you know, as soon as you try and remember, you can't. You don't know where to go. I was trying to remember the name Nirvana when I was driving in my car. And I had Kurt Cobain. I had his girlfriend. I had her band, Hole. I had everything. But I could not come up with a band name. Like, it just wasn't... I didn't know where to begin. And I knew it was so obvious. And they have everything else around it. But that's just the way the, the brain works. So... Um, today, I went to uh, my regularly, regularly scheduled uh, 11 a.m. physiotherapy and uh, forgot my cane. And I thought, oh my God, like that's, it was really weird walking into a place. I have my cane with me all the time now when I'm walking outside, not inside, but outside, always. And it was just so weird. Hey, whoa, something is missing here. So, uh, anyway, that was at Providence. And, um, gosh, I really like my physiotherapist. And uh, she just gives me things to do. And she keeps telling me, listen, your knee, your left knee can take it. And every time she gives me a challenge, like, wow, my left knee hurts. It's saying, hey, no, hey, no. But uh, she says, no, you, you can do it. You can put weight on that. Uh, she's not too worried about the pain. She's just saying, i got to retrain it. And um, so we do a lot of stuff, you know, trying to go up the stairs. Just things to put weight. She, today she got out a twister board and was having me stand. And, all right, I want you to put, put your uh, right foot on yellow six. And, oh, my God. Left foot, blue four. Oh, my God. And this is stuff. You know, I'm, I've, meanwhile, I've got one ski pole because I don't have a cane anymore. But uh, anyway, it was all good. But today, my God, what a day. Oh, by the way, by the way, it is Wednesday, October 27th. I am, of course, back in um, Scarborough, sitting in the road track on a gorgeous afternoon. It's about 3.30. The sun is beating down. I should be outside, but this is next best thing because I got the wind passenger window open. And the sun is literally just like pouring in. I can feel the heat on my face. It's it's lovely. Uh, this is one of the nicest things about having the road trek in the driveway. Being able to use it like this and uh, sit in it. And of course, it's my preferred place for podcasting. So, where are we now? Um, today. Oh yeah. All right. So what? Basically, this is the end of the winter. I'm not doing any more Windsor stuff. I suppose I should give a, a summary. And what's the summary going to say? Great time. Different every visit. Uh, I mean, this was, you know, what, a couple of years since I'd been. Uh, people move on in their lives. They change. They grow. They look different. Uh, and that's true for all of us. Um, but it was the visit I hoped for, anticipated, expected even. And got to spend a lot of time with... Uh, 
Sheen and Tom. And as a bonus, of course, with um, with Lauren, uh, Sheen's wife, in their lovely house. And also got to meet uh, Tom's latest, I guess you'd say. I don't know if she heard that. Maybe she'd think, what do you mean latest? Am I... Have there been other? Well, no, she. <laughs> have there been others? Yeah, um, but uh, that's where Tom's at now. And I, I, I thought she was. Uh, I thought she was lovely. I don't think she'll ever hear this. I don't think we'll uh, we'll go there. But uh, lovely lady, and uh, that was uh, that was good. Okay, so we're just going to put that behind us. I, what else is there to say? Uh, maybe I'll come back to it sometime. Um, I, I guess I tease a lot about, you know, my mission counseling both these gentlemen uh, and, you know, always pushing them to uh, get another uh, podcast out. I've stopped doing that as of this visit, so uh, I wouldn't hold your breath if you're waiting for another Shane and Tom podcast. Um, that may be uh, maybe sometime coming, who knows? It's, uh, it's in their hands. All right. So, back to my world. Oh, today, this morning, Nick was going to work. So, I, again, I'm always up before um, she heads off. Uh, she leaves around 9 usually, and I'm up long before that. And recently, Daniel has a new pattern. Daniel, our uh, son who lives with us. Of getting up maybe even earlier, maybe he's up at five or six, uh, cooking up fried eggs um, and uh, having an early breakfast and getting the cat in because, you know, I'm there at midnight. And if, if I'm lying in bed and I can't sleep, I think, oh, that, maybe the cat wants in. And again, it's, it's a journey for me to go up and down those stairs, especially in the dark. Oh, I better check. I'm not going to sleep and go down and check. And Yuki's on her chair with a cushion on the front porch and no she doesn't want to come in you know she'll say turn and look at me hi but uh, no it's not my time I'm going to be out all night so Daniel usually lets her in Uh, anyway this morning Nelko's uh, ready to go for work and um, I had taken her car in for servicing yesterday Uh, you know the servicing where you basically there's a, a wrench that shows up, and I said, well, just check, let me know what that is. I go to the same place, Active Green Ross. I know the guy Earl right here on uh, um, Eglinton, very close to our house, and that's where I go to have our winter tires put on, our summer tires put on, and then anything else that needs doing. And so you know that, you know, maybe they'll, they'll put on the tires for $20 a piece, basically. They're already mounted on rims, but, you know... <sighs> You're not going to get out for under $80, plus all the tax, and if it's any environmental charges or whatever, who knows. Um, this time, he said, well, it's asking for an oil change. And I said, well, it's had you know less than four, just over 4,000 miles, kilometers since the last oil change. And last time I came and you gave me the synthetic oil and I had it in here, you said it's good for 8,000 kilometers. So, no, I don't want it. So, of course, the wrench stays on. So I had to explain to Nauco, no, it's nothing wrong. It's just saying you need an oil change because it doesn't know better. It's a computer and it doesn't know. So we didn't have that done, but we had filters changed. So anyway, you're out $167, poorer than when you went in. 
for overpriced cabin filters and things. But hey, you own a car, you can't bitch. You're going to spend things. And yeah, some of you folks out there would go to somewhere and order the proper filters and do it yourself. I didn't. I don't. All right. I'm, I'm still trying to get to what happened today. All right. So this is yesterday. So I have to drive her to work. We need two cars because you can't wait inside this place anymore. you got to come and get your car when it's ready. So I need to, my son to come to drive me back when I leave Nalco's car there, the Mazda. And then same thing in reverse when it's time to pick it up. All right, you uh, you drive me there. I'll get it. And I'll go pick up Nalco at work. And then you drive this one back and... All this. Meanwhile, we got to get the winter tire, or the summer tires out and put back in the garage. So we got to do all this back and forth. So the keys are exchanging hands several times. Uh, by the time we go to leave this morning, and oh, also there's there's one of the remotes that don't work. The battery's not working in this little remote. You can't it just you know, push, 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 push. Uh, that door's not opening. That engine's not going to start. So we got the other one. So I said, great. I'll bring it to Earl, say, can you replace the battery? He gives it back to me. Sorry, I don't have that in stock. I say, okay, no problem. I'll get it it at the mall. That's okay. This morning, we find one remote, and it's the one that doesn't work. Well, that was already a little bit late for work. We can't get the car, the doors to open with this remote. You just, it just doesn't push, 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 push. no. Lights aren't flashing. Door's not going to unlock. Well, the new driver, <coughs> Toyota, well, I can't get the Toyota because the Mazda's in the way. I can't back it out of the garage when there's a car there in the driveway. So I'm thinking, oh, God, if I have to unplug the road track and maneuver it out onto the street, the driver, that is a real inconvenience. So we're fretting and, you know, well, where's the other key? So she's thinking maybe I've had it because I was the one chauffeuring it around to the oil change or the uh, wheel guy, you know. Daniel was asked to put the um, thing back in the trunk, you know, the little thing that hides your luggage underneath that we'd taken out so it could fit the tires in. So he's had the keys. And, of course, Nalco doesn't think one of us has got them. Looking everywhere, cannot find keys, cannot get this thing. So Daniel takes the dud key that doesn't work and pushes a little button and out pops a key an actual key so we're talking about the plastic black plastic key fob with the Mazda insignia on it we didn't know I didn't know there's an actual key inside there a metal key that you can actually put in your door and unlock the vehicle my god all the you know all these years this is a 20 what 2016 model 2018 2016 I don't know Anyway, didn't know, didn't know. Oh, that's neat. There's a key there. So we unlock it and then push the button to start and it won't start. So, okay, we've unlocked it. That's a start. But this thing ain't going anywhere. So Daniel says, Google it, Dad, just Google it. You know, like there's a solution, Googling it. And here's where here's where the story starts, okay? I know it's a long build up. You're bored. Oh, for fuck's sake, man. Are you going to tell the story or not? You know, you're, you're going there. How long is this going to take? Like, you know, is it really worth my listening? And, and I'm saying, no, hey, you could have fast-forwarded along. Well, you're probably listening on double time anyway. So, you know, hang in there. All right? All right? I'm almost, I'm almost finished. 
Okay, we're almost at the at the point of the story. So Daniel's discovered there's a key. Great. Okay, that's a great start. We can get in, but we still can't start. He said, Dad, Google it. Google it. So I Google Mazda door key lock something, you know, dead battery. I don't know. I'm just throwing words at it. And Daniel said, it's on YouTube. Just find it on YouTube. And I'm thinking, hang on. Okay, I'm trying. I'm trying. You know, I'm sitting there with this thing. And right away up pops a thing, and then first there's going to be an ad before you can get to this. And then there's a pop-up ad that's blocking the screen. And, it, you know, everybody's in a panic now at this point because, hey, the time the time's ticking by here. We're late. we got to get going. we got to solve this problem. And I'm trying to find the little X that means I can close the window that's blocking the fucking video. And I know I'm going to go through something that's going to take me to an ad before I can actually get to the video. And I don't work that way anyway. And I'm just, God damn it. I'm just angry. Like, no, I don't like doing things this way. I just just want an answer. And Daniel says, never mind. I'll get my phone. Well, Daniel goes, gets his phone. He puts in the right words. Bam. He's got a YouTube video. By then, I found, oh, here, hang on, there's a text thing below the videos, you know, how to start your car with dead battery. Okay, okay, that's what I want. And there it is. Steps, one to eight, clearly written, you know. Push the little button, get the key out, unlock the car, sit in the car. I mean, I could read them to you, but you don't need to know exactly. Sit in the car, take the little black key fob, Hold it up and touch the starter button. Touch the starter button with your key fob and push on the Mazda little insignia and it will click a little little program that will start the car. And I'm, I'm doing this, but I'm not touching. I'm pointing it. I'm pointing it at the thing. Daniel comes in. Give me that. Give me that. This, this, this is how you do it. Listen to me. I got it. Daniel tells me, touch it. Now points this. I do that. So I haven't got to step eight where it talks about the touching. Daniel already has on the YouTube video. He wins for speed. And car starts. Misfires a couple of times because I'm not, I'm letting go. I'm not touching. No, dad, touch it. Hold it. (sighs) Car starts. She can drive. Okay, all we need now is to teach Naoko how to start the car when she leaves to come home because she hasn't seen any of this. She just knows the car's suddenly miraculously going. So we got to get her sitting in the car, and Daniel's got to give her the instructions. Mom, when you leave to go home, this is what you do. And then something happens. Something happens that's happened before, and Daniel's kind of annoyed at me. And I'm saying, well, look, I had the, I had the, I had the instructions. I just wasn't fast enough. And Daniel's annoyed because it appears that I'm not giving him any credit for him being the one, first of all, to discover there's a hidden key. Number two, coming up with the answer and knowing exactly what to do from finding the YouTube video. And I'm going on, much to my discredit. Look, I'm 73. I don't do videos. I do. I need to read things. Okay. That, this happens every time. Don't make excuses. Never mind how old you are. Don't make excuses. Just do it this way. 
and I'm getting my back up because I know I, I don't you the video works for you. And I'm going on giving a talk about we have two different learning systems. He has one where he can use the video. I have one where I need to read. And he's just annoyed because I'm just being a stupid dickhead by not seeing that he came up with the answer, not me. My system didn't work. And I'm trying to explain, well, if I had just had another minute and I was able to read in step number eight where you have to actually touch the button, I would have got it. And to him, I'm just robbing him of any credit of being the one guy amongst the three of us who solved the problem. And I feel bad about that, and I apologize, because he was right. I was being defensive. Maybe I was thinking, I don't want to feel old and useless and stupid. But also, YouTube isn't the only answer. There are text workarounds that you can do that do work for me. He wasn't seeing it that way. He was seeing I had a different agenda altogether and it appeared from his point of view the agenda was not to give him credit for something a problem that he solved for us so i did go out of my way to thank him so there you go there's a lesson of the story now later on after i've had my shower and everybody's calm we're back to normal and i've apologized he said dad mom just called to say she's sorry i said what 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 do you mean she's sorry what he, she asked me to look in her coat, the one she was wearing yesterday, hanging in the closet. So I looked in the cloak, and the key was in her pocket. So, <laughs> yeah. so there you go. This all could have been avoided, but then we wouldn't have learned a lesson or had that experience. Uh, had Nalco first checked the coat she was wearing yesterday when she came home. And it just... All three of us are saying, hey, calm down. All three of us are shouting at each other to calm down. That's that's the what happened. That was the chaos in our house this morning. Calm down. Just calm down. No, you calm down. No, relax. Hey, calm down. No, it's not me. It's you. You calm down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do those for Shane if he listens. Um, it just was ridiculous. But anyway, so anyway, I got another text from Nelka. If you haven't had supper, let's order nice sushi. Our special plates from uh, our uh, favorite takeout sushi place, Niji. And uh, by then it was too late. I had already made up a fabulous lunch. I'll tell you what a good lunch is. Can of baked beans, big slab of ham thrown in the pan with a couple of fried, fried eggs over easy and some nice rye toast. God, that was really a tasty lunch. And two glasses of milk to go with it. You need If you're having beans, you want milk. Absolutely. All right, so that's all you're getting from me there. God, 20 minutes. Um, I may cut this short. I don't know. Um, that was, you know, I mean, I don't think I'll be in Windsor for God. Possibly. Oh, I was going to say summer. We didn't know we're going into winter. I doubt that would be a good reason to go in the winter. Maybe, maybe the spring. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I did like going by train, except for the fact of wearing a mask the entire time on the train is a drag. It is just not fun. And the same when I was doing all my physio stuff, wearing a mask while trying to breathe and do some cardio on the bicycle pedal thing. Oh, it would be so much nicer not to have to wear a mask. And I do hope we get to that point. I I don't know when we will, but... uh, I, I would not want this to be a permanent, you know, lifelong condition. So, Scarborough dude, I'm going to stop there. Oh, I got my book here. I we did in we we did go to Amherstburg. I think I told you. 
and bought this book, John Lennon, Life is What Happens, Music, Memories, and Memorabilia by John Borak. And it is a thick book. It is, what, I'm looking at 200, uh, 250 pages. All photos, all pictures. There's a lovely one. Julian, Sean, Yoko, and John's first wife. My God. Cynthia Lennon sitting together. It's a lovely picture. That is nice. Yoko and her traditional huge glasses. Um, so it's got everything. And this was like used $5. You know, it was normally $31 Canadian. By the way, I might have mentioned a, a book. No, I'm not. I, I, all right. Let me just say, for the first time ever in October, I already have two Christmas presents bought. That is something. All right. Scarborough Dude signing out from his road track. Sun shining in. I'm going to sit here, uh, put uh, 88 back on, and uh, flip through the Beatles book. Bye for now. Oop, oop, oop. Hang on.
Oh, my God. 